What are home prices going to do? Are they going to plummet come the new year? How about for sellers? What is the biggest difference between this market today and the market in 2008? Join us on this episode of Real Estate Roundup, a part of the Beyond Real Estate podcast, where Jalen, who's with me as always there in Denver, Colorado, and myself being in Southern California, are going to be diving into this topic and a few other points. So you want to stick around right after this message so we can get straight to it. Welcome to Beyond Real Estate with Jalik, the podcast discussing parenting, real estate, and business. Every week we go in depth on how to become successful in life and business. Nick, take it away. Home prices. If you're a prospective buyer out there, you are wishing, hoping, and probably praying that they continue to come down. They've come down a bit um, since they hit their high for most cities and areas of the country, what, in the summertime, late summer, um, So, and they've come down. But here's, I'll start off with this. Here's the biggest misconception today's buyers have, and it's that they're gonna plummet. Number one, define plummet. Um, is that 100 grand, is that 500 grand? Like, I don't know how much plummeting means to you as a prospective buyer, but that's by far the biggest misconception that prospective buyers do have, is that home prices are gonna plummet. Jay, after hearing that, are there other pieces that you've heard within this real estate industry that buyers are just in your opinion getting wrong yeah the the biggest one is what you said there's going to be a recession everyone seems to be expecting a recession or we're expecting it but then uh, the recession still hasn't really or the 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 yeah the recession for the housing market sorry um but then they are looking around and they're seeing that this recession is either dragging its ass or it's just not coming and you and I have been preaching from every rooftop we could uh, that there's not going to be a crash or a plummet in anything. Um, the other big misconception that I'm seeing right now, we're waiting for interest rates to go down. Where I guess so a lot of people down, in, right? They, they've come down a little bit over the so over the past month, we've right. seen what maybe half of percent. About a percent. I know yeah. they were in around seven for people. And I've heard people getting locked into about 6% even. Um, yeah. 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 That's, and that's probably going to be about if you're, that's about as good as you're going to get at the moment. And that's if you have pristine credit, you're doing 20% right. down, like you're yep. doing all that. You're getting 6%. Yeah. <laughs> yep. For the average buyer, you're still looking in that mid sixes, mid to high sixes. Um, Maybe if you're, you know, you want that party rate, the party rate being you can brag to your friends at the next get together about how great your interest rate is. Uh, if you're willing to pay money for it, yeah, you can get back into the high fives, but you're paying a lot of money for it. So it's not, that doesn't make sense for a lot of people, uh, especially if you're only going to live in the house for a short term. So it's not these things that people were really hoping was going to be a reality aren't hitting the way that they thought they were and i don't think that that's honestly a surprise to any real estate professional because that's not what any real estate professional has been saying right well and one thing that's been the talk of the town for a couple months now in seller concessions right and buying down your yes. interest rate if you're a prospective buyer that's starting to turn as we speak here in southern california it definitely has not gone away fully but there are some properties when you're when someone's looking for a turnkey ready property those are getting multiple offers right now in a lot of yeah. the areas that I track and the, the areas that I work. Um, 
So again, I don't want to discourage prospective buyers to say, hey, that, that wave has come and gone, but it's starting to wind down. And I'm confident to say after the holidays, that's going away. Why? Because more buyers are going to be more ready once the holidays get through, um, to come back to look realistically um, and, and make some moves, which is only going to create more competition for you as a prospective buyer, which is going to get rid of that negotiation, that room to negotiate that you currently still have at this moment in time. So a hundred percent. And it's not, it's not something that we didn't expect to see coming. And in all honesty, if for any of you that are on the fence, if you're a seller, you're going to love listing your house in the next few months. If you're a buyer and you've been waiting for this crash of the housing market and for interest rates to go down and all that, you're going to be sorely disappointed with the reality you're facing because we're going to be seeing closer to a market to what we've seen the last few years where there's multiple offers, houses are on the market for less time. Um, and, and that's going to be the reality that we see come spring, summer again. And, you know, if you're a seller, if you if you miss the last big boom that happened these last few years, uh, that you're going to get a mini boom coming up. So sure. you should be getting ready now to list that house and getting those things ready and talking with your real estate agent to see what needs to be done. That the last thing that you want is to go under contract in a nice bidding war and inspection to come. And that inspection just blows your house away with issues and problems that you now have to fix and you right. might not either have the money or you might have to be waiting until you know again in the fall or in the winter to start listing your house again yeah yep, yep. well and, and you just touched on sellers so let's get into them and their biggest misconceptions as we speak because you alluded to the springtime that it'll, it'll change right things are always changing nonetheless right now in this moment of time what sellers are getting wrong with their misconceptions is they're expecting multiple offers. Again, I think for, not I think, I know for turnkey ready homes, that's happening right now. For homes that need some work, they're sitting on the market for o over 40 days on average in, the, in San Gabriel Valley. Um, so they're expecting yeah. multiple offers, um, meaning bidding wars. They're expecting things to come over list price, which I'll, I'll get to that point here in just a second. and. They're expecting things to happen quickly when we're in a cool down as we speak because of the holidays and just because there aren't as many buyers in comparison to this time last year because of interest rates. Um, I'll be specific for our California listeners out there. Right now, the average home price has dropped to 770,000, 777,000, which is virtually the exact same price this time last year. Biggest difference is this time last year, people were locking in a refi rate in around 2.8. Five. <laughs> yeah. And today yeah. you're ridiculous. Rate, as Jalen just alluded to, is 6% with a really good credit score. So that's a much different, that's an affordability issue. That is not a credit issue, right? And now um, sellers, just be mindful. You're in a different time in terms of it, it's not as easy for prospective buyers to get loaned as much money based on interest rates. They're approved and not approved based on their monthly payment, right? And when my interest rate is twice what it was last year, that makes it more difficult to to sell your home um, at a price point that you saw was very normal six months ago. So yeah, let something to do some. Let's do a real world example too, and I can I can speak to this because my wife and I we are under contract buying a house, right? Uh oh, gonna, yeah, yeah, and it's it's a good one. It's a good one. It has baseball fields next door. I, nice. I can't in the mountains. I'm like what? <laughs> I can't complain. Yeah. Um, 
but I was running the numbers for us and, and looking, hey, this is about how much we can afford based on all of our criteria, right? And with today's interest rates, we could afford, uh, you know, our max is around 500,000, right? So still a solid house in the yep. Denver Metro uh, market, especially in the mountains where we were looking. And I ran it also to see what it would have been just a year ago with interest rates in, you know, the fours, like 4%. Okay. We would have been able to qualify for over $700,000 worth of house. Yep. Same monthly payment, but that's how much of an impact interest rates have. And I think a lot of sellers aren't taking that into account that what those individuals that would qualify for a $700,000 house just last year now qualify for a $500,000 house. Right. So it's like, what does that mean? It means that if your house is on that higher end or, you know, you're in one of those more expensive markets or your house is even in the higher end market for its relative area, there's not as many people that can qualify to right. buy your house at this point. So yep. you have to take that into account when listing. Yes. It, which is where I was going to go with that is your listing price, right? It has to be competitive, especially if you have the expectation to get from point A to point B in a certain time frame because of a job relocation, because of family situations, whatever the case may be, you need to make sure you're working with a very good local agent because what does Zillow doesn't do? A Zillow does not show up to your home to look at the condition of it, to see what a busy road might have on the effect of the value of your home. They don't know the, your backyard. They don't know if you've done any updates, right? So that's the value of a local professional that can give you those intangibles and those specific pieces to say, based on this, you're able, we can list at this, but it's also looking at the numbers in the last month, not the last six months. Six months ago was irrelevant for you as a seller now. Why? Because again, affordability piece that we've just gone on. So something to be very mindful. Second thing I wanted to touch on real quick for prospective sellers is that the biggest difference between today's market and the market in the mid 2000s is a seller. In the mid 2000s, you were saying, how much am I gonna lose? Today, you're just making the statement, I'm just not gonna make as much. Those are two very different mindsets to navigate as a seller. And I think too many sellers right now are hearing, hey, market crash, blah, blah, blah. When did you buy your home? Because if you bought your home seven, 10, 20 years ago, it's not a matter of losing any money. You're just not making as much money. So be yeah. mindful of that as well, because I think too many people scare themselves to death to say, oh, I, I missed the boat. Well, if you're gonna make, $500,000 more than what you paid for it. And six months ago, you made, you could have made 600,000 more. You just didn't, again, didn't make as much. You didn't lose any money. Um, yeah. So something to be mindful of. Yeah. You can't lose what you didn't have. Right. It's, it's the old, um, whenever I hear someone say, you know, or, you know, listening to someone or someone on online saying like, Hey, I lost $500,000 in the stock market. It's like, you only actually lost the money <laughs> if you if you take the money out of the stock market. Yeah. Like if you leave your money in the stock market and you didn't just all, you know, throw it all on Tesla or something, but you had a well diversified portfolio. And it's like I took a big hit. You didn't actually lose any money unless you take your money out of the stock market. Same thing with selling a house. Yep. You didn't actually lose that money if your house wasn't up for sale during that boom. It doesn't make sense. It's same people that, you know, quote unquote, lost money in 2008. The only reason why you lost money in 2008 with uh, real estate investing, maybe not all the people that actually lost their house due to foreclosure, but the people that lost it because of 
you know, hey, I, I sold all my portfolio in 2008 because, you know, the market was crashed. It's like, you didn't actually have to lose any money. The only reason why you lost money was because you decided to get out at the dip instead of just writing it out to, to get to greener pastures, essentially. So I think that's a big mindset a lot of people need to kind of get over. Um, equity doesn't mean anything unless someone's willing to buy it for the amount that that equity would get you. So, you know, like Nick is saying, just understand that if you're selling now and you bought in 2000 and your house went up X amount of dollars where now you're going to be profiting or taking out hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's still a win for you in your position. Yep. Don't look at like, if I would have sold two years ago, I could have got this much. It doesn't matter. You're, it's not two years ago anymore. There's nothing that you can do to, to, to get it out at that point. The only thing that you could have done differently is sell at that point, but that's clearly irrelevant at now. So that's not a frustrating, frustrating yes. uh, thing for me when people are talk about what they lost or didn't lose. Right. Or <laughs> the hypotheticals. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So hopefully we, we shed some light and some perspective for, for those of you that had these perspectives um, that, to help you navigate them a little bit, I don't know, more intelligently, to be honest, uh, because I think it's yeah. very naive to think the market is just going to plummet. Again, whatever that word means to you, I'm not sure how much dollars that how many dollars that is to you. Um, and for you sellers, biggest misconceptions, again, things to note. Yes, things will, will turn because they always change. Um, but it's important to know what are things happen, ha what, what's happening right now um, and make sure you're not going in with old ideas, old thoughts and old facts um, even. So again, hopefully you, you took something away from this one. If you did, if any of this resonated with you, hit that like button. Better yet, if you want to make sure you don't miss anything, hit the subscribe button. And it just also just helps us share this information with more people. But at the end of the day, it's a win-win. So until next time, this is this time. Thanks for checking in real quick on Friday. You don't want to miss it as we talk to those of you delving into a new profession, specifically real estate, but you can really take it on to so many professions. What, what do you need to know when it comes to time, to mindset, to niches, to budgeting? We're going to cover this and more in our Friday episode of Business Bookend, so you don't want to miss that. So until then, have a great rest of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more of Jalen McKenna, Colorado's mortgage dad, and his take on the Colorado real estate market or just mortgages and mortgage news in general, check out the links below. Also, check out the links below for more information on products, books, or references made in this podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share.